0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to Transform the Now. I'm Nate Palai, hanging out with Tucker Boyle. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Nate.
0: Sweet. Hope you guys are doing well. Hey, we're, we're going to try and lay a foundation for some spiritual practices here. And one of the first spiritual practices we, we want you to understand is that you can watch your thoughts, and, and I know that sounds like an obvious thing. Like I grew up like thinking my thoughts are completely me, um, which was disturbing sometimes because my thoughts were always like amazing. Like I remember working at, as a bagger at Macy's thinking I could totally rob this place. And I was like, this is me. like <laughs> that's not a good meme. That's not a good look right there, right?
1: But maybe that's a gift of yours that needs to be developed, Nate. I don't know. Don't count mm-hmm. it
0: out. Me and George Clooney, we're going to go take on some, some heists, if you will, Italian. Grocery
1: store heists, right? store
0: heists. Nothing says big money like grocery stores, right? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. I, I wasn't even like casing the right joints <laughs> going on. <laughs> so just this idea like uh, to realize that there is something separate, like, like I was reading a book and they talked about how you can make your brain say hello, and then you can listen to it as almost a third party. So I tried. It. I was like, hello. And in my brain, it was like, hello, hello. And I was like, wait a minute. It was just this revelatory thing that there is something that can absorb, uh, observe my thoughts and that all these automatic thoughts and arguments and dramas and other things going on in my head aren't necessarily the who I am. And I know me and you have talked about this a little bit. So so talk to me about your your experience of coming to understand that you're not necessarily your thoughts or, or that there is this difference. There's this space almost.
1: Yeah, beautiful. I really believe that this is one of the most pivotal things along the spiritual path that accelerates growth and transformation, to understand that we are not our thoughts, that there's something in me, call it consciousness, call it my spirit, call it in the observer or the witness that is separate from my thoughts. So that maybe the thoughts are clouds and the witness or observer or spirit is the sky. And these thoughts are something that pass along, but aren't necessarily something that we inhabit. Um, sometimes the analogy of a movie of, you know, how you're watching a movie and you just get so pulled into it that you become, uh, unconscious of the fact that you're watching a movie. It just draws you in the same things happen. The same thing happens with our thoughts and we just get so pulled into them that we don't even realize that there is a part of our being, maybe even call it being itself that can observe the thoughts. That doesn't have to be drawn in, that can have an objective viewpoint of those thoughts. And I know that sounds like a small thing, but it is revolutionary. I remember where I w- was standing when I came to this re- realization. I was doing a home improvement project in my house, and all of a sudden, my thoughts became separate from my consciousness, and I started to watch them, and something fundamental shifted inside of me. And it was super exciting. And since then, I've been able to start to practice doing that pers- purposely, step back from my thoughts. And it's it's been incredible uh, what a shift it's made and how it's opened up things for me in life and given me a sense of freedom that I hadn't experienced before that.
0: Well, and you talking about getting sucked into them, like, I I think that's real. I think most of us for most of the time don't even realize that we're having this nonstop conversation of, of either a verbal thing or images going on almost all the time. It's just part of who we are like i think even some people are be like no i don't do that but the voice inside that just said no i don't do that is the voice we're talking about
1: <laughs> yeah michael singer calls it the roommate in your head right? right and should we do a quick practice really quick nate and yeah 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 anybody that's listening to this podcast just take a few silent moments and listen for the roommate in your head or the narrator in your head and see if something pops up. Let's just take a little time uh, to just sit there and, and observe and see what comes up. Okay, I'll tell you what happened for me. I don't, I don't know what happened for everybody else listening, but uh, during that initial silence, there was nothing. And it's actually this beautiful, peaceful moment for a second. And then the roommate is like, so how long are we going to sit here?
0: Uh, well, I'm like, is he supposed to end it or am I supposed to end it? Right, right. Let's talk.
1: And there is a narrator that is like, really, Tucker, are you just going to let this go on for like a full minute? This is dead silence during a podcast or whatever. But in that moment, the cool thing is, is like, I knew that that wasn't me, the fundamental me, that was this part of our brain that is part of our humanity that generates these thoughts, and can be super helpful in our life. And can be a bit of a barrier sometimes right if we don't have the ability or get this ability to separate ourselves from the narrator uh, i don't know if any of you have a really critical narrator in your head or a really you know stress inducing narrator or a lot of anxiety that comes from this but you might take some time to practice this and and listen to the roommate or the narrator in your head and try to pick up what is uh, what is the influence that that narrator has on you and your mood and what's going on in life. And it can be a really transformative thing.
0: And I would say that that's the spiritual practice we're advocating today. Listen to this narrator in your head and just observe it. Because sometimes just getting a vibe for the sort of things they're saying can help you know if they're credible or not. Like, how like if you had an actual human being say some of the things that this narrator said in your mind, you would punch them in the throat. I you wouldn't Tucker because you're nice. <laughs> I would because I got problems like that. but um, but like if somebody really was just that mean or that critical or that just annoying all the time, like you would do something to change that relationship. And so I think the the first step is just to take some time to 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 recognize what is going on here and to to create um some appropriate distance to be able to observe that and see the credibility there yeah yeah
1: beautiful concept nate uh create some distance there in that distance there is freedom there is power there is All of a sudden, you become an actor in your life. And by actor, what I mean, not somebody that's faking something, but you get to like take the direction of your life and your thoughts. And there's this incredible liberty, liberation that happens as you start to see that maybe your mind is a tool that you can pick up and put down when you need to. Um that is so so powerful. I almost want to just pause and and say, if this is the one spiritual practice that you learn from listening to this podcast, uh, I just want to shout hurrah for <laughs> for this whole experience because you will find freedom and liberty in that. And we might call this your egoic mind right our our mind develops this sense of self this identity that it puts out in the world and it's really not your true self that's your false self that your egoic mind has built for you it's an identity that you put out there and your mind tries to maintain and if you can step back from that and see it from that broader observer perspective you are going to find some incredible freedom freedom from stress freedom from um suffering and it is a beautiful spiritual practice
0: and and it's kind of crazy because the good things about you just become magnified and some of those things that you find um, detrimental almost diminish naturally in this process it's kind of cool so so let's just be super clear so just start today start this week just watch just pay attention Pay attention to the the narration. Pay attention to the visual images. Pay attention to the arguments, the justifications, just whatever comes up. Just just let it be, and, and don't think that you've got to fix it. Um, if that makes sense, just pay attention that it's there, and, and start uh, seeing that you can do that. Does that does that sound good to you, there, Tucker? Or yeah,
1: anything? that sounds great. Um, can I give a couple of the Fruits that I've seen from this in others as I've worked with people with this for sure. Um, I have seen a lot of people feel less shame. Uh, sometimes when we think that we are our thoughts and that's our identity and we can do nothing about it, we start to beat ourselves up like, Why would I think that way? Why would I? What is wrong with me?
0: Right. And what is wrong with me, right?
1: Yeah, and that shame. I've seen start to disappear from people's lives as as they have learned this practice of watching your thoughts, observing them, and recognizing that they are causing uh, pain, difficulty, suffering, and things for you, but you don't have to engage in that pain, difficulty, and suffering. And so this is kind of a, a, a fascinating thought. It's hard to describe it's easier to experience than it is to, to teach. Right. So I hope this is a helpful thing. Uh, I've seen this help people overcoming, uh, habits that they want to get rid of that they thought the habits were them, but now that they can step back in these moments and be like, Hey, I'm having a desire or an urge to do this thing that has been kind of imprisoning me, uh, but as they learn to separate their thoughts and I'll even add, you are not your feelings either.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's big.
1: And you can turn and be the observer and watch your feelings. In fact, let me invite everybody listening to do that for a second. Will you just, instead of looking, using your uh, consciousness to look at the outside world right now, will you just pause and rotate your consciousness inward? And observe your feelings. What are you feeling right now? Like what emotions are coming up from you? Where are you feeling that in your body? You might be feeling some tension somewhere. Maybe it's in your chest, in your shoulders. Maybe you're feeling some anxiety somewhere. Don't get pulled into the feeling. Just watch it. Something so transformative starts to happen as we start to be able to separate our consciousness, our spirit, our attention from our feelings and thoughts. And Nate, I don't know how to describe this. Sometimes in these spiritual practices, it goes so far beyond words that I can do my best to point to it. But for me, oftentimes when I engage in this practice of looking inside sometimes I'll discover a feeling of discomfort or something that is an unconscious thing. And I don't even know why it's there, but as I observe it, it kind of melts away. It's kind of like uh, wax that just melts in the warmth of my presence or my consciousness. And I, I do this several times a day, every day and i'll stop and just watch my feelings watch my thoughts and oftentimes i'll feel a wall that's between me and somebody else dissolve and i'll feel forgiveness take its place or i'll 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 feel a barrier of anxiety or stress and i'll just stay there as the watcher and i'll feel that stress and anxiety um, disappear, dissolve. I don't even know how to describe it. It evaporates. I'm not saying it happens that easy for everything. There's different magnitudes of emotion and those can take a little bit, uh, or a lot more, uh, time to process, but just sitting in the place as a watcher, the watcher is powerful. Um, I think Jesus, uh, In the New Testament, when he says the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, is talking about this separation, right? Um, We have this spiritual part of us that uh, is often pulled into the weakness of the flesh, but if we can stay in that willing spiritual place, a lot of the weakness of the flesh will have less power over us. Is that uh, an okay, okay description? Uh, yeah. Well, and I, I found this
0: particularly useful with, with some of the strong emotions that you're talking about, like anxiety. For some of you that that have felt anxiety before it can be so easy to get sucked into to this feeling of helplessness and it's like a tornado inside of you almost and the more you you focus on it the more you build and you just want it to end but it's crazy how in observing this and taking a step back we use the analogy of a roommate before sometimes when I watch my own personal anxiety it's like a toddler throwing a fit and raging and throwing things. And when there's just a little bit of distance and observation, suddenly it goes from being a tornado to a two-year-old and it becomes much, I don't know. I was like, Oh, you're just throwing crap inside my mind. Okay. You're going to have to clean that up later. (laughs) Like it's so much less powerful to, to suck me in. And then it, I don't know, the two-year-old, in my brain winds down a little bit, sits down exhausted, and I can move on with my life so much quicker than when I got sucked into that, that whirlwind before, like just watching it, observing it and relaxing into it and not necessarily even trying to like, Oh, I got to do this, this, and this to not feel so stressed anymore. Just letting it be. And then, then that, that evaporation, that melting, it's a, it's a natural state that we receive that that's quite powerful that you're not having to create. Mm,
1: Yeah. Beautiful description, Nate. Um, I find myself smiling at my mind sometimes. (laughs) Have you ever done that? Oh, totally. (laughs)
0: Especially where I'm in this right there. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Totally just resonate with that.
1: Yeah. And that's an interesting experience to like watch your thoughts and just be like, that's that's kind of childish tucker (laughs) and and having that separation is so empowering um so i'm excited for people to try this
0: and let let me give you just a caution right here like and 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 tucker has just said hey that's pretty childish tucker be careful like because we're gonna have an automatic like tendency to judge ourselves and our thoughts right there good point and so like, just let it be sometimes just watch it and let it run out without having to say, this is good, or this is bad, or this is childish, or this is adult-like, or this is enlightened, this is unenlightened, just kind of let it be and relax into it. And, and naturally, you, you'll, you'll watch it transform and you're, you're tra- you will transform the now in that process. And it, it's something that will just happen naturally. Would you agree with that? or?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's so great. Like sometimes you start like judging your mind and calling it names like childish and things like that. Um, And that just increases some shame and doesn't help you get anywhere. So staying non-judgmentally as the observer, that non-judgmental state is really important because I think what happens once we start to judge it and give it a name is it sucks us into thought. That's our egoic mind that likes to judge things, that likes to separate the world into good and bad and uh, into us and them and those things. But if we can stay as an observer and just kind of you can smile at it. You don't need to judge it or shame it or anything like that, but just be separate from it and watch what happens as you keep that distance.
0: And give yourself some time to practice. Like all things, these spiritual practices, like it takes time to learn the piano. It takes time to to learn a sport. And these spiritual practices, these mental practices, these soul being practices, they'll take time. So so let yourself have time in them. And and just try it out. See what happens when you try it out and then try it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think as we practice this, you start to increase in compassion for yourself and others. You start to feel more love. Um, Naturally, when you step back from your thoughts, you'll start to sink into a place of deeper peace in your life and be able to let your thoughts be thoughts and let stress like, uh, I just feel so much less stress. Since I've uh, practiced that right and then I get pulled back into stress, and then I learn to step back and we just you just sink into this place of peace, and uh, the world just becomes a much better place to live so I'm excited to share this practice with people.
0: Right. And you're still doing the same things like your your stress doesn't the outside stress doesn't leave. You still got family, you still got job, you still got stuff, but you're you're living it in a different way, approaching it in a different way. Yeah.
1: Maybe the stressors are still there, but the stress mm-hmm. may not be in the same way. Uh, okay. We're not saying that all life. Uh, this is one way that Eckhart Tolle says it. we all have a life situation right, that has problems and things that that we deal with in the day to day. But as we focus less on the life situation and more on our life or sit in that place, that that source of life, that observer that never changes and is constant and isn't judging and isn't stressed and is peaceful, then our life situation, uh, it may change. It may have really difficult things happen into it. Or happening in it but we won't be as affected by it uh, because our consciousness isn't inside of it it's on the outside watching
0: let's go that's exciting man that's good life is what that is
1: and it is a good life it is a beautiful way to live life
0: Okay, so final just invitation here. Observe. Observe your thoughts and observe your feelings. And, and hey, if you want to talk about it, text Tucker. <laughs> will talk <to laughs> it. Text me. You can reach out and uh, we'll we'll chat with you. Like th- this is real. We we want you to, to have a good experience. And sometimes it helps to, to have a mentor here. So so reach out if you need to. Sound good?
1: Thanks so much. Yeah. Love being with you, Nate. Thanks, everybody. We hope that this is all helpful. And something that's just very practical that you can try out in your day-to-day and see what a difference it makes in your life.
0: See you next time.